You're listening to Leading Voices in Healthcare Policy, a podcast brought to you by the Department of Healthcare Policy at Harvard Medical School. I'm Lauren Jett. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Zuri Song, an assistant professor of healthcare policy and medicine at Harvard Medical School and an internal medicine physician at Massachusetts General Hospital. Thank you, Dr. Song, for speaking with us today. Thank you for having me. So your research focuses on policies that aim to improve the value of healthcare, especially policies that aim to slow spending or improve quality. As a part of this work, you look at the impact of such policies on physician behavior. Can you give us a brief overview of your research? Sure. A helpful overview would be to think about healthcare spending in two ways. The first is that healthcare spending is the product of the prices of care times the quantities of care. And second, healthcare spending is the sum of the payer share or the insurer share and the patient share. When we think about healthcare spending in this very simple fundamental framework of these two dimensions, we see before us the possible policy levers that payers and governments and employers can use to try to influence healthcare spending. These are changing the prices of care, changing the quantities of care, changing the insurer or payer share, changing the incentives that patients face to influence the patient or enrollee share, and finally, affecting total healthcare spending in the form of a bundle or a budget. How might policies affect the prices of healthcare services? Well, this is a great question. Typically, we think of policies affecting the prices of services through one of two ways, either through competition or through regulation. In fact, in general, healthcare prices can only be changed through these two avenues. Either policies will promote or potentially decrease the level of competition in a market, and in this sense, competition between providers, but also we can think of it as competition among insurers, since prices are generally determined through a insurer and provider negotiation. Second, policies can affect prices directly through regulation. For example, in Medicare, the prices of services are set by the federal government at the beginning of each year. Thus, in this way, regulation is a legislative uh, avenue through which the prices of care can be affected. So in general, again, prices can only be changed in one of two ways, through competition or through regulation. And in healthcare, both of these are potential targets of policy. So how might policies affect the quantities or volume of healthcare services? In terms of the volume of services, policies have uh, effectively more avenues through which they can uh, work. One is what we classically think of as managed care, or policies that try to affect the provision of services through uh, utilization review or prior authorization or various versions of gatekeeping that have been studied since the 1990s. However, there are more avenues through which policies can affect quantities than just through managed care techniques. They include changes in eligibility, which can be thought of as the share of the population that, are, that is eligible to receive a certain set of services. They also include changes in capacity, which can be thought of as changing what doctors and hospitals are available to provide care, such as through policies in terms of uh, the physician workforce or the number of hospitals we have or the number of 
scanners and laboratories we have in our healthcare system. And finally, public health policies or wellness initiatives in the workplace or elsewhere can aim to directly change the health of the population in a way that tries to address the quantities of care needed in a more inherent fashion. So your research also looks at the impact of these policies on physician behavior. Do changes in Medicare payment policies, for example, have an effect on how physicians deliver care? They do. And this has been studied by numerous scholars in uh, the last several decades. What we've generally learned is that changes in Medicare payment policies affect physician behavior through changes in quantity, meaning the amount of care that physicians provide, and changes in the intensity of coding. In other words, how healthy or sick a physician reflects his or her patient to be. However, in recent years and in projects that I've been involved in, we've also learned that changes in Medicare payment policies can affect physician behavior through additional avenues or additional mechanisms. Those include the site of care in which physicians provide their services, their treatment choice among substitutable choices in given clinical situations, as well as patient selection. What's the largest change in policy that you've seen since you've started this research? And do you believe it was a step in the right direction? This is a great question. The largest change in policy in general that I've witnessed probably has to be the movement from fee-for-service payment towards various types of prospective payment in recent years. Prospective payment includes bundled payment contracts, global budget contracts, and what we generally think of as accountable care organization types of payment models. In these alternative payment models, the total amount of spending for a defined population of patients, generally assigned to a defined provider organization, is estimated in future years and budgeted for prospectively. And in this way, incentives are provided to physicians and hospitals to work with each other and across specialties to try to slow the growth of healthcare spending while improving quality for a defined population. Because no longer will spending rise at um, an unknowable rate, but rather eventual healthcare spending growth is predetermined and budgeted for. Many colleagues in our department have done uh, wonderful and uh, insightful work in this general area of alternative payment models and accountable care organization types of payment models. And I believe that this is indeed, in terms of our broader healthcare system, one of the most influential areas of policy change and one in which research has played a meaningful role. So as you work on your research, uh, what's your suggestion for moving forward in healthcare spending policies? There are many areas in which I believe research can further contribute to our understanding and uh, future policy making. Probably one of the most important is how physicians and hospitals respond to changes in their incentives and understanding all of the nuances in terms of the downstream effects, both for providers and for facilities and institutions, as well as for ultimately, and most importantly, the patient populations that we serve. Currently, we still do not have a very deep understanding of changes in physician behavior after changes in incentives. We generally understand 
the areas in which we should look to learn about physician responses, but I do not believe that we've come to fully understand the depth or breadth of those physician responses when federal payment policies take place, especially because private insurers tend to adopt federal payment changes and extend the impact of those payment changes across multiple payer populations. Thank you so much, Dr. Song, for joining us today and discussing these policies that affect the spending and quality of our healthcare. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk with you today. You can read more about Dr. Song's research on the Department of Healthcare Policies website at hcp.med.harvard.edu. That's all for this episode of Leading Voices in Healthcare Policy. From the Department of Healthcare Policy at Harvard Medical School, I'm Lauren Judd. For more of the top news and updates on healthcare policy, be sure to follow us on Twitter at HMSHCP.